The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, a little notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. It's a great way to support Going In Raw. We've got a bunch of bonus content that goes up five times a week. You got that right. I feel like, uh, so we've got uh, this big star cast double or nothing thing happening. Uh-huh. We're leaving on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday. Thursday morning is going to be video wise, production wise. What are we going to have up? Schedule well, I was, changes? I was, we should talk about that. I was specifically going to speak really quick about an idea for uh, the fact that like no bonus content for a couple days anyways. Mm. I think like there'll be two episodes. Um because we've got a lot of produce between now and Thursday. Yeah. So what, I, what I'm actually going to do is uh, for the $5 and up a month patrons and for channel members, we can do this also, I think. Um, so we're going to be road vlogging yeah. a lot. Yeah. Which will eventually be condensed down into like, you know, a, a, a nice tight road vlog edited thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like we could probably like put some random like throughout the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some it's raw stuff. Yeah. Some raw footage. Some raw vlog yeah. footage on the Patreon. Yeah, that's cool. And then for channel members as well, we've got channel members. All you got to do on YouTube is click that join button, and uh, that'll sort of be a substitute for some of the bonus content we won't be producing. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's just that time of that. Like, I don't think we're so we're not going to do like an NXT review. No, this Thursday week. rather than that. Because uh, that would require us coming in first thing Thursday morning, shooting a video, and then driving eight to nine hours to Vegas. Right. Um, so rather than do that, we'll just get up. I don't know, leave it like 10. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds great. All right, 10. So we can get there six or seven or so. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do so Thursday morning, 5 a.m., we'll do kind of an extended double or nothing predictions video slash preview. It'll go live at that point. Yeah, yeah. five uh, Thursday morning. Friday, count out rather than Saturday. Friday will be count out. Saturday be Matt Chat, not Sunday, Saturday. So that on Sunday, our Double or Nothing review will be up probably in the afternoon at some point because we're going to do it live uh, at the podcast movement stage yeah, at StarCast. I would, I would speculate it'd probably be closer to <clears throat> to the evening. Perhaps, yeah. Simply because the situation, we kind of don't know what the internet situation is going to be. Don't know. So at some point, I mean, it might honestly, it might even be as, as late as Monday morning. We just don't know yeah. what the situation is going to be. Yeah, depending what situation is going to be, totally. So there's all that. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, Friendo Fest. So uh, Sunday morning at 11 a.m., like you've already mentioned, we're going to be doing our very first live in front of a studio audience. Mm-hmm. It's free for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're in Las Vegas, the Tuscany Suites and Casino, uh, there in Vegas, uh, Sunday, 11 a.m. Uh, 
again, we don't know what the internet situation is going to be there. And so chances are like, we are not, we are not preparing to live stream, although live streaming really is just sort of one button. So if we have the availability, we'll yes, do it. Totally. Like if we get there and we're like, oh, wow, this is super fast. We could totally live stream. It's probably easy enough to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, we're not banking on it. We're not counting on it. Don't sit next to your computer waiting for a notification. Um, if we're able to do it, great. If not, I uh, imagine the, it's, it's a situation. we'll get there a bit early on on Thursday. and Sorry, Thursday, Sunday before our, our live show. And probably the first thing I'll ask, well, two things I'm going to ask whoever's in charge of the tech thing is how we get audio from the, the main board to camera and to um, the internet situ- situation. Yeah, we don't. Quality, know, yeah. yay or nay. I was going to see if we can sneak into, like if we had time in the schedule, I'll sneak into somebody else's thing and just sort of peep and see what the situation totally, is. Totally, yeah. Um, well, we can do that before ours. There's a, I think there's a 10 o'clock. No, I mean like the day before. Yeah, it's possible. Like one too. of us runs over there. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out on mm-hmm. the spot, on mm-hmm. the fly. Mm-hmm. So we well. usually do things. So why change now? <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about the 24. Wait, hold on. So I got to read some new patrons yes. first. Because I, you know, it's funny, man. This, uh, the episode last night did not do well in our community poll. I thought it was—I thought it was better than the week before. I was actually really—I'm glad you said that. I was actually really entertained by Raw last night. The, I mean, it's still—it's too long. I mean, if if it was a good, tight two-hour show, it'd be vastly more enjoyable. Three hours is long. The in-betweens were at thirty-six percent. The nays were at seventeen percent, and the yays were at fourteen percent. I always get the feeling that if the nays outweigh the yays. The in-between, that it's sort of the in-between, it sort of sways the in-between to like, yeah, it was okay, but it was not above okay. It wasn't above average. It was kind of mildly below average. Middling. Yeah. But in this case, in, I'll be honest, I thought that even, I thought even Brock in, as Money in the Bank champion, well, I thought that was the way to book our Money in the Bank holder. Well, there's two things. One, he was seemingly having fun. He was carrying that briefcase around like a boombox, which is pretty entertaining. And two... Uh, both Seth and Kofi, uh, subtextually at least, were, were 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 trying to get Brock to cash in on them just straight up, rather than doing an opportunistic thing. Probably because storyline wise, they think that that gives them a better opportunity to keep on those titles. So we do have a couple new patrons: Nikolai uh, Harry and oh, cool AC Slater. Remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Mario Lopez, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, AC Slater. Well, but he played the character. Mario Lopez is a shoot name. Yeah, I know. I'm all about kayfabe when it comes to Saved by the Bell. You know, I've never seen an entire episode of Saved by the Bell in my entire life. There's a really great series on like YouTube or something. Never. Where it's a... Uh, no, it was, I think it was on Funny or Die. I forget. It's called like Zach Morris is an asshole or something like that. Uh, I think I've heard about that. And it's very... It's actually very... It's like it, it lays out a very clear plan or a very clear thesis episode to episode as to why that guy was like a total bastard. Sort of like I contend that Hulk Hogan was always a heel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you really exactly. pay attention and read between the lines, Hulk Hogan was always a jerk. You should see, you should do a video series on that. I've considered it. A video I have considered it. That's why I need more video essays. Yes. Anyways, um, I thought that Brock Lesnar at, uh, last night, the way he was, the way he was presented as money in the bank holder was unique. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that because here's the thing. Even if it was, for example, Drew McIntyre, like the top heel basically in the WWE that isn't Brock Lesnar right now. If he's holding that briefcase and he did the same thing, it's not nearly the danger that Brock Lesnar is like a next level danger 
to not just in kayfabe the characters on screen, but to the audience who doesn't want to see him, but realize that it is a very, very distinct possibility that Vince McMahon will panic and put one or both of those titles somehow on Brock Lesnar. And so the specter of Brock Lesnar like appearing and hovering and literally circling the ring like a shark at the end of the episode, I thought was something that hasn't been done with Money in the Bank and couldn't be done with Money in the Bank unless the person's name is Brock Lesnar. Well, I think the flip side of that also, I mentioned earlier, is how both Seth and Kofi were reacting. They weren't waiting for him to do anything. They were being proactive, saying, hey, let's essentially, let's schedule the match, cash it on me in advance, so... I'm at 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not some opportunistic cash-in, which means I'm going to take the L. Which means exactly. It's like a guaranteed loss right that now. I, I, that I appreciate it because I don't remember ever seeing it presented that way where people are are, are lobbying the, the briefcase holder to cash in on them. And Heyman made a point of saying that. He's like, well, you guys are out here. And he's you know understanding mm-hmm. the, the, the change there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good. We can go into a bit more depth on that a little bit later. I'm going to bring up the notes really quick. And uh, I thought there was other stuff. I thought that the... Uh, We'll talk plenty about the 24-7 thing. Um, I thought that the third hour graphics presentation Oh, the whole presentation change. That's how they should do the whole show. Here's This is what I like about it. take it a step further. Shoot it like uh, get some different cameras up in there. See, I like this, though. Make it a little more cinematic presentation. Mick Foley came out and he said, it's funny that they had him sort of announce this because it sort of got muddied with the 24-7 thing. But he said... Specifically, the third hour of Raw needs to be more Raw. It made it sound like it just the 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 twenty four seven thing was just going to be the all twenty or third hour of Raw. Now, obviously, every week. they have had yeah, exactly. It got muddy. Obviously, they have problems keeping people for that third hour. Yeah, I really actually like the idea of because we've said and you literally just said this moments ago. Raw really needs to be two hours. Yeah. I like the idea of you get two hours of Raw. And then a third hour, which hopefully if they carry this through and 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 take its full potential, it's just a bit different. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I, but I don't know if a presentation change, a superficial presentation change would be enough for people. to stick No, for it's a third not. Hour. It's not. It needs but, to be more than that. But it signals it signals that maybe raw after dark. So, you know, something something that's more, you know. But there has to be. Uh, people be, are blading. There has to be actual again, changes. there has to be actual creative Substantive, changes involved yeah, I know. in the third hour, which there wasn't. And, and I think it was Sean Ross Sapp uh, had something in Fightful Select saying at this moment, that's not the plan. It's just a superficial change. Yeah. But it was it was, it was was during the Miz-Drew match that I really noticed it. I was like, oh, snap. House lights are down. Yeah. All the graphics on the, uh, there's no graphics on the Titan Tron, save for like the, the lights that outline mm-hmm. the individual panels. None uh, of the flashy uh, raw graphics on the ring LED. It's just a logo against a black if background. If they can find a way to make a, I'm not going to say even a dramatic shift, but a noticeable shift with the way they tell stories beyond the superficial, mm-hmm. but beyond just the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure what that is. I mean, loosen up the language a little bit, let people blade. I, I honestly How don't everything, know. Everything in the third hour takes place in the parking lot. There you go. Set up a ring out there. Just, yeah, backyard wrestling. Yeah. All of a sudden. Just something different. Just cut, to, just cut to some triple mania match. Or just every, like every town, the third hour, the third hour, they set the, a, a ring in a really tiny venue. Remember when that guy got cracked, like got cracked on that yeah, table? Man. That Ray Reyes, that was, that was rough. Holy. So I, I don't, you know, yeah, just swap out the uh, the ring rope for uh Barbed no, wire. For, or no rope, like oh, the blood, uh, sport, the blood yeah. sport stuff. That'd be cool. I don't know. I, I mean, that's up to them. They're creative. They're the ones who are creative. Yeah, they're not going to do any of those things. Though. <laughs> they're probably not. 
But I do like the idea. I like the idea that, oh, things are kind of different now in the third hour. So it makes it a separate thing, more must-see. Here's, here's the problem, though, is if they ever do that to the full extent they should. All first blood matches. And it's effective, then I'm just going to want all the raw to look like that. Like if they, they bring the house lights down, make it give it more of a house show feel. Uh, but then they'd be wise not to give that to you because then they it's like no you have to anticipate it ooh things are going to kick up a notch. But what if like uh, the ratings all titles ratings, at that point ratings for the first two hours are raw, middling in the third hour is through the roof. How about this? Yeah, then they could do the whole show like that. <laughs> yeah, how about this? The third hour, well, which would be smart. The third hour, all titles all all titles are now scramble titles. There you go. Uh, open challenge every week. They're all vacated. They're all vacated. Whoever the title holder is then has to like run. Has yeah. to like he's open. Season. Oh, everything's twenty four seven now. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, like the, it's a good first step, but I think at the end of the day, they need to really uh, adjust photographically how they shoot the show. Mm-hmm. Get with the times. Do something different. Yeah. Um, you know, we see these these indie promotions. I think Defy Beyond. They shoot stuff pretty cinematically yeah um you don't need dslrs to do that there's you can get cameras that uh will give you the same uh, image quality some depth of field going on there so it doesn't look like your average boring wrestling show mix it up a little bit mix up how you shoot stuff the angles you use i just i just think a change in a change like a heightened in intensity and in story i think that'll that's the thing right well there. it will be the thing but i mean if you're going if you're I mean, they're you, not going to shoot something like it's nash bridges man even well, that's kind of how they shoot it now <laughs> Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges had plenty of uh, depth of field, man. Okay, I was just thinking of Nash Bridges because didn't that like didn't that didn't that used to uh, Raw would go off the air and Nash Bridges was on? And if it, only if it were reruns, Nash Bridges on CBS. Didn't they have reruns on USA? Maybe. What, I don't what used to what used to uh, Silk Stockings? Was that after Raw back? I in think the day? so. Was like it Pacific Blue? Was Pacific Blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was thinking Nash Bridges because Stone Cold's on Nash Bridges. Shawn Michaels was on Pacific Blue ones. Nash Bridges is a bigger deal. He was on CBS. Well, Don Johnson was on Nash Bridges. <laughs> and Cheech Marin. <laughs> yeah, man. Cheech Marin. Uh, let's see here. I actually really like the Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman bit, the backstage stuff. Sami Zayn was cracking me up. Yeah, that. He was very, he was briefly good. on my bad side. Now he's on my good side. Yeah. Because he kept on saying, ow. Small doses, man. That's what it takes. Small doses. I don't like, I don't like that Drew is just a henchman again. He's like perpetual henchman. He Why was he booked that. so weak last night? Why was he booked so weak last night? That was weird. Yeah, I don't like Like, it. Miz was putting him in the figure four and he was selling it. Yeah, no. That was weird. He power. He should he even look shorter for some reason. Should, well, Miz is actually taller than you think. That's the thing. It's like you think that Shane and Miz shouldn't be as tall as they are. And they're actually kind of comparable in size yeah. and height to Drew. And Drew standing in between them. I'm like, why does he look so pedestrian right now? Yeah, he's only a couple inches taller than either of them. He's used to, we're used to seeing him tower over everybody else. Cesaro got a rebrand. Yeah, that music's no good. A fresh coat of paint. That music's no good. He's still wearing his uh, Thebar trunks, though. He did this. Yeah, he saw the logo with the Seamus stuff. Yeah. So he needs new trunks. That music's no good, though. Yeah. Well, I mean... How middle of the road for a not middle of the road talent. You know, I don't even remember what the music was like. That's how bad it was. Yeah. It didn't sit with me or anything. Um, But... uh, A fresh coat of paint for anybody, I think Cesaro deserves it. Because it establishes, hey... This I'm at guy a bar is, now. Yeah, totally. We're going to start looking at him more now. Again, though, he needs yeah. better theme songs. Theme songs are, uh, as we saw with Bob Rude, they could help define your character. Or they totally, can actually totally, define, totally your, define character. your character. 
Uh, don't care about that. Uh, let's see here. And then, oh man, Alexa Bliss walking to the ring with her car. I thought Nikki Cross was amazing last night. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss walking to the ring. She like rips off her stuff. So she's got, she's ring ready and then she just grabs a cup of coffee and heads down. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I was, I'll be honest. I was, I was thoroughly entertained by Raw last yeah, night. It wasn't that bad. And then, okay. So let's talk about this before we get into it. 24 seven title. What Larson. an ugly belt. That is maybe we should really do count out this All week. Right. Top 10 ugliest titles ever. All right. I don't know where that's going to land on the high. list. Probably pretty high. This is ugly. Yeah. But it's fitting because the 24 seven rule is basically the hardcore, like the PG version of the hardcore yeah, title. Yeah, totally is. I think it's terrific. I think um, it's I, great. It's fun for comedy bits, and that's fine and well. Um, but, you know, of course, it's not going to be used for any significant storytelling. No, nor should it be. It's okay. We don't need that. We need some, like, spontaneity, some silliness. And it gives, look, if you're if you're in the 24-7 division, which is just the loser's locker room, yeah, it's not going to, if you have, like, a good offer, like, for some good creative and decent money and all elite, it's not going to keep them from going there. No. But, but... You know, for the people who are stuck in long-term contracts, it keeps them on TV or on their YouTube. It keeps them as part of something that's fun. Yeah. Because that I dude, more matches really need to be determined via scramble. The yeah, yeah. The thing is, the title they just put the title in the middle of yeah, it and yeah, people yeah. scramble for it. A scrum. Oh man, I love that. My dad and I used to play scramble. My mom hated it because my dad would like have a twenty-dollar bill and he'd like <laughs> throw it on the ground and then he'd like try to keep me from getting it. Wow. I'd always get it. Like, he could have easily, like, you know, powerbomb me and I'd be out. Of course. But, you know, so he didn't put up, like, as much of a fight as he could. Now I could probably take him. I could probably beat him for the scramble. Maybe. 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 I don't know. He was a nom, so maybe not. But uh, he's pretty tall, too. Yeah, he's a tall. He's like 6'2. But yeah. All I got to do is, like, put a bucket of popcorn over here and I yeah. can grab it. Or give him a hot dog or something. He loves his popcorn. Yeah. Anyways. Uh,. Yeah, the movies. I told you. Like I, he said, he said. Does he ever do the thing? Because he gets you, you get free refills, right? Yeah. Do you ever do the thing where you get the large bucket and you get a cup holder? I thought that's what we were gonna do. And you pour half of it into the 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 the, the basin of the cup holder, and then you go back and get your thing half yeah, filled no, up. Yeah, I know. And that way you don't have to buy two of them. I thought that's what we were gonna do, but I, he was like, he was insistent on getting having his own, and you and then making you get your own. Yeah. Well, he bought it for me. Oh, all right. He was springing for it. Okay. Well, he wasn't being like a cheap bastard. There's no reason to argue for about he that. He just though. philosophically wants his own thing of right, popcorn. Okay, he doesn't okay. want to empty it out beforehand. That's fine. None of that. I mean, if, if if he was if it was on him, then I guess there's no reason oh, for yeah, you to argue. No, it was totally, I would have bought it to like if he was like, no, I, I have no problem doing that. I'm just yeah. like, you know, there are. We, last time me and Lacey went, and we took a summer and tea. Uh, you know, we got one thing of popcorn mm-hmm. and then just got a couple of mm-hmm. trays, poured them out. So Raw kicked off with uh, Paul Heyman and new Money in the Bank winner and gleeful. Uh, oh, Money man. in the Bank he winner was, Brock Lesnar was who was rocking with the boombox. He had the boombox. What Mike, song was uh, playing in his head? Uh, Brass Monkey. Ryan Satin posted a video of Brass Monkey. The Going In Raw theme song? No. Yeah, Brass Monkey's probably pretty good. He's a country music guy, dude. Paul Revere. What's yeah. that? Uh, hey, Nelly. Did hey, Nelly ladies, do a, a, a song with Tim McGraw? Maybe that sounds right. One of those dudes, yeah. Did Cisco ever do a country collaboration? Cisco. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, man. Who else? Who was one of Nelly's contemporaries from back in the day? Uh, Genuine. Really? I thought he was earlier. Maybe. 
Nas? No, not Nas. Nas, 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 Nas. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Yeah. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. He was the fire the fire festival. Yeah, he's guy, a little right? busy with that. <laughs> it's not fraud. It's false advertising. <laughs> that is fraud. Uh, so, yeah, they come down. Brock looks happy. Looks like he's having fun. Uh, and uh, Heyman proceeds to cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was saying that... Uh, He's, he was talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah, he said and that Brock blame, might have killed JFK. Yeah, he's trying to blame Brock for the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was booing. The crowd booed that. And he's like, you're booing that? I think it's just too soon, man. Uh, then after that, we had... <laughs> you know, it's all fun and games, but then you look at that as a Bruder film. Holy crap. That yeah, it's messed up. Exploded. It's messed it up, horrible. man. Anyways. Um, Seth comes down the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he wants Brock to cash in tonight. Do on it, you coward. Yeah, do it, you coward. Essentially, um, and then Heyman snaps back, and then uh, says something like, uh, "While you, you don't want Brock were... to wait, sort of like you had to wait seven hours till your girlfriend Ooh. main event at WrestleMania, the spot that you wanted." Oh, dang, dang! So Seth charges towards Heyman. Brock gets in Seth's face. Uh, there's a bit of a stare down. Um, and then Heyman gets the mic and says, well, Seth, why do you think you're even worthy? Mm-hmm. Maybe Brock will cash in on WB champion Kofi Kingston. Yep, yep. That brings Kofi to the ring. Uh, he talks about wanting to cement his legacy, and to do that, he has to face the best, face mm-hmm. and defeat the best. So again, mm-hmm. he also says to Brock, hey, cash in on me. Mm-hmm. Face yeah. to face. Yeah. <clears throat> And then that was, and then Heyman says, "Well, I happen to know I have inside info that you have your guys are going to be in action tonight." Yeah, neither of you guys are done tonight, and uh, so we'll hang around. And yeah, we're going to be around. Yep. So uh, I like that because it's set up, and if they could, this is what they really need to be doing each week, not promo tag match and then you don't care Mm -hmm. it should be promo that sets up some sort of intrigue that carries you through the night when is this going to happen for a tag match it happens later on not right away yeah yeah because that's what has been on last episode of smackdown on this one Mm -hmm. uh so yeah um uh, after that, we had a shot of Mick Foley arriving at the arena. I don't know if it was during this shot or a later one where you saw like a glimpse of green on that ugly, ugly title. Yes. But uh, he was carrying the title with him. Uh, next up, we had Sami Zayn and Lashley uh, at the, hovering at the gorilla position. And Sammy was asking Lashley. <clears throat> was he asking him to help him out with Braun, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Because he, he was trying to appeal to him saying, hey, you have a match against him at Super Showdown. Oh, that's right. Uh, like together, essentially, we can soften him up. Mm-hmm. And Lashley was sort of... No, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, after that, we he had... Just, uh, he just stood around and glared a lot. Yeah. We had uh, Seth and Kofi backstage. They were uh, talking about their current predicament. Mm-hmm. You know, what's Heyman getting at? What, what does he mean we're still going to do? I like this. I like that the two big champion guys are sort of in the same boat of dire straits. Totally. Uh, I thought it was cool. I don't know. I, I like it. I like... I, and here's the thing. I'm sure they did. I sort of tune in and out of like what commentary is actually saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when... When Roman came down, did they start incest? Did they start talking about the wild card rule thing? Uh, yeah, Seth. Or sorry, I think uh, Michael called this like, "Oh, here we go, wild card rule." See, I thought that that is awesome. That's actually pretty cool. I thought that, you know, we all kind of get it. You need the big stars to be. Just stop saying wild card rule, I and know. I won't care who comes and goes where. Yeah, no, I honestly won't. You can have ten people come and go on Raw and SmackDown. 
I don't really care as long as you kind of adhere to like, you know, make sure everybody gets some time in the spotlight. Yeah, totally. And, and I'm fine with it. Um, so they can stop saying wild card rule. Roman is Roman. He's above brand. Yeah, he just goes where he wants to go. Yeah. Big dog goes where big dog wants to but go. But I thought it, I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, so they run into Triple H. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll give us some answers. He's like, uh, yeah, you, uh, you're in a tag match main event against Baron Corbin and Bob Lashley. Everybody's favorite. Baron Corbin and Bob Lashley. It's your main event. You main two event are players. players. Those yes. guys are main event players. Main event right players, there. yeah. Uh, next, we had Sami Zayn taking on Braun Strowman. Uh, Sami immediately, uh, I mean, he is just petrified with fear basically during his entrance. Braun comes to the ring. Immediately, Sami flees. Sami's facial expressions were so great. Oh, man, he's a great actor. Really good, yeah. Uh, Braun chases him. They end up backstage uh, where Braun meets Bob Lashley. There's a stare down as Sami runs in. From out of frame and sucker punches Braun. I love <laughs> yeah. a good sucker punch. Yeah, I know it's awesome. Um, anyway, he yelled something when he did it too. Something like "take that" or something silly. Yeah, he was he like he was saying all sorts of hilarious things yeah. while he was getting his ass yeah. beat. Uh, Braun more or less no sells. Instead, just tosses Sammy around backstage a little bit. Uh, again, there's another stare down with Bob Lashley, um, Braun, and Sammy brawl backstage through the gorilla position area to the entrance ramp. Um, and then we cut to the ramp, and Braun is carrying Sammy back towards the ring. Uh, Sammy gets out of it, sends Braun into the ring post not once but twice. Third try, doesn't run in, uh, uh, doesn't work out. Um, back in the ring, Braun goes for like a spear. Sammy gets out of the way. Uh, so Braun hits the ring post. Bell finally rings. Match starts. <laughs> yeah. Sammy goes for a haluva kick. Braun responds with a lariat, and then he wins with a power slam. Yeah. But I, I thought that was a really entertaining from front to from yeah. front to end. Yeah. So that was good. It never got boring, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And if you can keep that going throughout the show, then you're good. Then yeah, you're good certainly to go. a consistently enjoyable. I didn't episode. even mention I didn't even mention the fact that we got an actual long Usos versus Revival match last mm-hmm. night, which I thought was awesome. But yeah, anyways, and we'll it still felt like set. they were just kind of scratching the surface of what they. I know, I know, they could do fifteen more of those, man. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a Lars Sullivan interview, which I don't remember. Oh, so, I just so I, he comes yeah. down and Charlie uh, walked out on instantly the- throws to a video package saying, "Let's take a look at all the carnage you've wrought here in WB." They come back. She asks him a question before he can answer. Lucha House Party run in, attack him, um, send him out of the ring. Uh, eventually Lars lays out all of them culminating in a fr- with a freak accident on Lindsay and then he's setting up Lindsay for the running sit down power bomb mm-hmm. but then Lucha House Party pull Lindsay out of the ring yeah I, so this I, is a feud we're getting for a while I caught the back end of this yeah I don't know yeah, whatever the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Lucha House Party deserves better, I think. Yeah, they do. I think they deserve better. They deserve better. They deserve. Are they going to be opening 205 this week? That's a safe bet. For people who watch this show and don't watch 205, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not I don't even know I'm going to watch 205 week. live this week since we're not doing a review on it. <laughs> oh, I might catch point. up on it at some point. We'll see if there's anything noteworthy. If if, if Mike and Maria are on it, I'll watch it. I'll watch that bit. Uh, next, we had a really great match between Ricochet and Cesaro before the match began. There's this little backstage. We bit. should watch it on the road and going to Vegas. There you go. Because we're going to have all the time. We're going to have almost nine hours, maybe. That was a bad idea. She just got plane tickets. They were expensive, man. They were really expensive. They were really expensive. We're saving money, baby. We I mean, still could get get flights, maybe. Anyways, uh, so before the match begins, backstage earlier in the night, Ricochet's in the trainer's room getting tended to. Yeah. Because um, you know he took a bit of a beating at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Cesaro comes in, talks trash, kind of uh, tr- tries to get Ricochet to essentially not do the match. Ricochet says, "I'm gonna do the match." It's like, hey, they're giving me new theme music. So, but I have the same trunks. Yeah, <laughs> old trunks, new music. Uh, so yeah, uh, then we had uh, the match. That match it was really good, and uh, I liked it because you know it, they were selling Ricochet's injuries. You know, he had the the DDP, uh, the the modern day version of the, the DDT rib tape, which is rock tape. The kin- kinesio tape, is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. And he was still flying all over the place. Oh, that spot where he was standing on Cesaro's shoulders and did the backflip off it? Man, that was great. I know. He's amazing. Isn't that crazy? We get Ricochet in WWE right now? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this is a feud that goes a while because I love both these guys. Cesaro ended up getting the win with his gotch neutralizer. Yeah, he was working over uh, Ricochet's back the whole time. So yeah. maybe uh, once Ricochet is fully mended from his back injuries, they'll have another match and maybe he'll pick up a win. You think poor Finn Balor is going to show up on SmackDown tonight? Yeah, They of really he is. need to give him the day off. Man, he took so boy. There was three spots right in the back, man. I don't know why they did that. Him, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet should have all mm-hmm. taken the nights off. Mm-hmm. And Andrade, too. And Andrade. Uh, next, we had an AJ Styles interview. Um, he was asked, you know, now that you lost to Seth, what's next? And he goes, it's back to square one. I was back to square. I got I to gotta look at I gotta look at the drawing board and then draw on it a picture of me. Back to square t- one. Back at, and in a square with the number one on it. Phenomenal one. And then um, he puts over Seth as being good. Oh, uh, he's so good. And then Baron comes in. Hey, you're not great like me. I retired Kurt Angle. You know if he brought that well, up. Well, last last time I checked, you squandered your money in the bank, and then you also did something else. And then and then you you lot you lose a lot. I pinned Seth in the ring. Something you've never done. You didn't pin Seth in the ring. You're not me. A real slap in the face, huh? Not scared of you. You want to know the slap in the face is? This. Wow. I'm going to remember this now. <laughs> what, what just happened? What just happened? I'm going to remember that you just did that now. <laughs> You're get, I'm going to get back at you now. Uh, so then we had a Roman Reigns promo. Darn it. He comes out. But he's instantly interrupted by Shane mm-hmm. before he even say a word. Roman does sighs. That's all he has time to do. He has a, 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 a big, heavy sigh. Big, heavy Roman wild card sigh. Yeah. Um, Shane comes out and says, well, now that I'm done with The Miz, 
uh, on to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Roman says, well, as, as, as things would, would, would stand now, I'm done with Elias. My schedule is open. Uh, what you say about squashing this beef right here in the ring right now? Uh, Shane says, no, I'm hurting because cage match. Um, so he's, but let's let the universe, WB universe decide. Of course, they all say yes. Shane says, uh, no. And then he brings Drew out to the ramp. So yeah. Drew is standing there next to Shane. If he's a mercenary, if he's a gun for hire, maybe just like come out and say that. Because otherwise it just seems like he's doing favors for people. He just seems like he's a henchman still. This he, is like time number four that he's henchman to somebody. He needs to be the highest bidder. You know, like if you're yeah. going to do this, yeah, you just come. I want to see money changing hands. That's what I want to see. I, yeah, I want to see the, the envelope, envelope or sack, oh, stuffed, a sack stuffed with money overflowing. You see yeah. the $100 bill sticking out right. of that money sack. Or doubloons. Gold. Just pure gold. Yes. Bullion. Yeah. It's uh, Some yeah. gold bars. It's good investment. You can invest yeah. in gold. Yeah. And anyways, after Drew comes out, Shane says, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll face you, Roman, but not tonight. We'll do it a super showdown. Mm-hmm. And after that, we see Shane and Drew backstage. Miz walks up and just says, you're done with me? Yeah. And then uh, Shane is like, what did Shane say? Yeah, I don't think he said anything. It was Drew just stepped up to Miz. Oh, he is done with you. But and then Miz was like, "Well, then I'm I'm moving on to you." <laughs> it's like it's like it's he's like learning a, of his booking on the like literally it's a on the booking fly meeting in real time. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're like, okay, well then my, now I have a program with you. All right, that's what he said. Yeah. I have a program with you now. <laughs> okay, so you and I for the next three months. Okay, good. Uh, so then we had finally uh, they did like a little video package of showing the revival being humiliated by the Usos, but that was all who cares because then we got an Usos versus Revival match and this is the kind of, this is the meat, this is what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. If we had five of these first and then you get into the silliness, that's okay, but, but we need to get the matches. We yeah. need the matches yeah. and this was yeah. a terrific match. It was a good match. It was a good match and it still feels like to scratch the surface of what they oh, can do. It's barely. Man, give them 25 minutes on a pay-per-view. Several pay-per-views. Several pay-per-views and several 25 Raws. minutes at the, on the third hour of Raw, so it looks yeah. like they're wrestling in like some old grungy yes! venue. At the uh, Sportatorium. Sportatorium, yes. Something like that. That's number one wrestling time travel destination, right? For you? For me, it is, yeah. Can you imagine half the people there think it's real? Probably more than half. Like There's 80% probably, of those people thought it was real. Well, like the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, because 90% of those days. people think it's real. I'm sure there's a lot of places in Florida. I want a crowd where everybody thinks it's real. Where do you think, what building, what crowd do you think? Oh, it's probably some field in like the 1910s. <laughs> when it might have been real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If that's your prerequisite, when do people, the most, I want the, the highest percentage of people in the audience <laughs> think it was real. Yeah. That's probably when it might have kind of been real. Yeah. Anyways, a really good match. Uh, Dawson, Scott Dawson, pins Jimmy Uso with a roll-up and a handful of tights. So we're going to get more of this feud, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give him a lot of time and, and say, all right, gloves are off. And then weave those tag titles into it yeah. so that Haw- uh, Hawkins and Ryder... Who showed up briefly when, when Foley was walking backstage. At least Hawkins Oh, did. that's right. Okay. So that they can then move on to the 24-7 division where they belong. Uh, those tag titles they need to be weaved into this Uso yes, revival immediately, story. and then it'll as be cool. The rival will be totally happy, I guess. I, I imagine if you do that, and then have move on to another quality tag team, another ten great matches with that tag team. Yes, yes, yes. Next, uh, Alexa Bliss is backstage. She, uh, Nikki Cross walks up, and then Alexa was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I saw, 
uh, you know, uh, Money in the Bank. Why didn't you do better? Yeah, she said, you lost. And she yeah. said, well, I had my hands on the briefcase for a couple seconds. And she was like, yeah, but you lost. And then the Revival come in. They're jubilant yeah, about their happy. victory over the Usos. Uh, uh, Dash is like spitting all over Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> and Nikki crosses a big smile on her face. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and Alexa's all, ooh, gross. Yeah. Um, after this, Firefly Funhouse. This was, I was actually half laughing at this because there was like a shot of I think it was like a baby and it's it like written on it it was fake but it was like let him in and then they did like a weird filter on the baby. Oh I know head. yeah no made it all look all creepy <laughs> and stuff I know. So it starts out all happy where they have little uh, cartoon versions or actually B roll of all the characters. Yeah. From Firefly Funhouse. So you had Mercy, you have uh, Abby, you have Ramblin' Rabbit, mm-hmm. of course you have Bray, mm-hmm. and then it kind of does a. <laughs> Uh, type deal, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's uh, shots of you know like morose, detached-looking children. Yeah, some of them with like shirts and or, and or something that said "Let him in." One kid had it written on his forehead. Yeah, and then you get some more creepy shots of Bray in his mask and stuff, and he says "Let me in." Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, we went. We... I'm uh, full creepy now with the whole thing. Yeah, it's good. Uh, after that, we had Dennett, Dennett, Dennett. Moment of bliss with uh, Becky Lynch and her sidekick, Nikki Cross, who was just getting, she was just lingering. It mm-hmm. was awesome. She was like, too. And Alexa Bliss really does have a wonderful comedic timing to her. Because mm-hmm. um, Nikki Cross is like too close to her and she like looks and she's like, oh. And then Nikki Cross goes to the other side and she does it again. And then she's like, just go over there. Yeah. So Nikki Cross. Take because, a seat. Yeah, and Becky Lynch is uh, is the first guest. That's why Nikki got up in the first place. Uh, and uh, they did this bit where Alexa like sort of takes Nikki's coffee from her and uh, pours like pours, pours it. Yeah, her coffee into her cup. So she's got a full cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, guest on Moment of Bliss was Becky Lynch. Um, theme of this episode was people being interrupted because it happened all the time. It was constant interruptions. Before Becky could answer Alexa's first question, which is, how does it feel to no longer be Becky Two Belts? The Iconics come out and talk trash, saying, we still have two belts, you only have one. Uh, Becky says, well, I need to go down that ring, and I'll become Becky Three Belts after I beat those tag titles. Becky beat tree, you for those tag Becky titles. Becky Three Belts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Lacey Evans comes out. Again, like, wonderful comedic timing from the Iconics. When Becky, like, interrupted them, <laughs> Peyton Royce went. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just they're they're comedic. It's yeah, Connors so got a good pop when they came out too. Yeah, people like them. Yeah, for the uh, most part. Lacey comes out to the ramp too. She takes credit for Becky losing the SmackDown Live belt, um, and then Becky says, "I want to take on the Iconics and Lacey." She says, "I'll do it by myself," mm-hmm. and then Nikki volunteers to be your partner. She said, "I'll play or something. I'll be a partner." Something and then like yeah, and then Becky says, "All right, Alexa, you're you're with us too." And Alexa starts saying, "I'm not even ready to be in the ring." While she's in her ring gear. <laughs> Well, no, she says, I'm not even ready to be in the ring. And then they start walking and Alexa goes, <laughs> and she has her ring gear on underneath her. I thought that was a lay. And then she just grabs her cup of her mug of coffee and, and, and she holds it time. like this, like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like she's cold. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, she's cold and it's her most prized possession. Yeah. Oh, man, I related to that so much. So what we got in theory was a six-woman tag match. Becky, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss taking on Lacey Evans and the Iconics. However, uh, Alexa, um, if, of course, rumors or reports are true, she's got concussion issues. She can't wrestle. She's just hanging out ringside drinking her coffee. Um, About halfway through the match, Lacey Evans just walks out in the Iconics. And that allows Becky to pin Billy Kay after a top rope leg drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know if we've ever seen uh, Becky win a match with a top rope leg drop. 
I mean, kayfabe makes all the sense oh, totally. in the world. Totally, it does. All really. the sense. It really does. So, yeah, that was rad. Uh, after that, we had uh, the Mick Foley 24-7 title announcement. He comes out, and uh, he, he, he looked, I don't know, he, he seemed... The crowd, the crowd kind of crapped on the title when he brought it out. Maybe that was it. No, it totally was it because he was doing fine until he brought the title out, and then it was a he noticeable st- kind of groan from no, the crowd. No, this was kind of what it was at first. He started talking moments after he got to the ramp. He started talking down the ramp, and it kind of threw up. Like I just Foley needs to come out, like raise his hand, get the crowd pops. He gets in the ring, they start chanting Foley, Foley, or whatever. <clears throat> And then he can get into it. He started like talking on the ramp and he just mm. seemed, he seemed underwhelmed well, he by me- being there. He mentioned that on Twitter when uh, Elijah, oh, what's his name? The Pope from TNA. Burke? Yes. Elijah Burke uh, tweeted at him or tweeted, uh, you know, why, why did no one really get into the belt? And Foley responded. What did he say? He said, uh, he more or less said, I didn't get the belt over with my promo. Mm. more or less what he said. Well, I, he was. That's awesome that he takes responsibility, but he also was saddled, I think, with talking about the raw third hour thing. Yeah, there were, it, it was, um, it was, yeah, it that, was, there was too much stuck in it. And I, if he'd said, if it if it were structured in a way where it's like, okay, well, I'm here to do a couple things. First of all, um, which he kind of did, because he started out talking about how raw need to be R A W raw again. Mm-hmm, yeah, what he really should do is call a third hour the war zone. I know. But they're not no, gonna do man, that. I totally agree. They're not going to do that, though. Yeah, they don't even like War Raiders. No. Um, and the experience zone. I know. I know. The raw zone. Anyways, uh, so he kind of talked about that. Then he uh, got the title, and then he kind of circled back to making you know raw edgy again, essentially. Yeah, that's actually not a terrible idea. Like, they start the third hour with a, a new graphics music package and pyro the original the one from the attitude still the best raw song um or so i think that was a thing and now if he talked about you know hey we're gonna do something different the third hour raw all right and that sequence now to kind of kick things off tonight with this whole new era of raw third hour Here's this belt. Mm, there was yeah. a clear delineation between the two segments of the promo. It would have been more effective. But I think it was when he pulled that title out of that, that sack and everybody was kind of like, eh? You could tell he was a little thrown off by that. Yeah. Because he stumbled over his words a bit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that because a lot of people are it, You know, the funny thing about the, the original hardcore title, it wasn't meant to look cool. It just, it inherently did. Yeah. You know? It was it was meant to be a piece of garbage. Yeah, it was meant to be a piece of garbage. But it just looked... But, the, but, like, you know, the fact that it was a, an old world title they taped together, just the idea of it was pretty interesting. Like, duct tape and, like, broken stuff looks yeah. kind of, I mean, inherently just like, yeah, kind of looks cool. It, it was distinctive. It was different looking than anything else yeah. going on. And this is a horrendous looking belt. I mean, part of it is, you know, it's just the, the title is so ugly. Yeah, it's horrible. And people, you know, people want cool looking titles. But, uh, yeah, it's ugly. WCW's hardcore title. That's so ugly. I'm gonna have a good list today for a countout. Good. Uh, so yeah. So then he says, "This will be." Uh, he says, "And not only is this going to be defended by the Raw roster, the SmackDown roster, the NXT roster, 205 Live, 205, and NXT UK, and maybe even a legend might come out of retirement to challenge for this title." Uh, so. 
uh, I don't know. Maximum I don't know. unpredictability. That's what yeah. they're going for here. Vince was watching uh, either old hardcore stuff or uh, some DDT Pro stuff mm-hmm. with the heavy metal weight. He- Iron Man heavy Iron- metal weight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in any event, I think it's it's terrific. It's a lot of fun. He laid the title down on the mat. And he says, we're going to start with a scramble. Yeah. So anybody wants to come out and get it can get it. I do hope that I, and I imagine it would be intergender as well. There's plenty of creative ways. Yeah, because he said anyone. Yeah. And with, with, with a very distinct pause right there. Mm-hmm. Anyone yeah. can win this title. I do think that on its first night, it would have been nice to see like Nikki Cross running around with all the mm-hmm. guys. Because then, mm-hmm. even, even if she doesn't win it, it's like, okay, so this is anyone. And it is because a lot of people had that question. Could it be, you know, intergender as well? Can it be cross-gender yes. uh, men's and women's division? Yes. Um, and they would have settled the argument right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, in any event, uh, that's what happened. The loser locker room came running out. Yeah, sprinting out to the ring, totally. And uh, many people were putting their hands on the title, but the first person to claim the title was Titus O'Neil. Mm-hmm. I think that's a wonderful choice for Me the too. first person who does all sorts Me of too. great Go down in history work. as a first 24-7 mm-hmm. champion. Yep. And uh, he we was had Eric Young. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. We had Eric Young sighting his first sighting on Raw. Hadn't seen him yet. He had a good moment with uh, East. Was EC three? Yeah, he had a yeah, moment yeah, yeah. with somebody. There was that bit where the club both put their hands on and they're like fighting over. They were it a arguing bit. over it. Yeah, and then EC three laid him out, mm-hmm. pushed him out of the ring. Yeah. So Drake has the belt, uh, drops it. Titus picks him up, throws him on to everybody else ringside. He takes the belt, starts sprinting up the ramp. Yeah. Uh, then Bob uh, Rude runs out. Yeah, he rolls him up and gets the pin right there. He's the new champion. He runs backstage. So from then on out, we have a Benny Hill esque situation. Pretty much. So the next shot is Bob Rude running backstage, hiding behind a road case, while ten to twelve other wrestlers run past him. So he doubles back and goes the other yakety way. Yakety sax is playing. Pretty much. He overcrank great. it a bit and play some yakety sax. Perfect. Total screwball comedy segment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then let's see here. Then, yeah, then we had Miz versus Drew McIntyre. Um, and then, yeah, they, that's the beginning of the third hour. So they had, uh, changed the, the color. Like it's all like the, the it happened during, lower graphics. It happened during the scrambles. The they, scramble. Okay. They got rid of all the, I just thought if they did that because it was a scramble and there's one to, there was just too much going on. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to focus on there, but I really noticed that. Yeah. When Foley came out, was it the beginning of the third hour? Yeah. When that I, would I, make I rewinded back and when he came out for his promo, they had the full, Raw graphics package on everything. Oh, okay. And I think once they started to scramble, oh, when they went to okay, the, interesting. The dialed back. That's interesting. Because I, I noticed because somebody was like, "Hey, did things change?" And then I saw Drew McIntyre's lower third, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. But I was, <laughs> I thought to myself, "Crap, did I miss them announcing that or them doing that?" But no, apparently I caught it. No. So, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre versus Miz, um, and yeah, the the whole presentation changed a bit, and I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, Drew kind of needed. Shane McMahon's help a little bit. Actually, quite a bit. Yeah, like Shane was out there. He started really dicking with the Miz. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he sort of got his hands on him while the ref was attracted outside the ring. He rolled him back in. Miz gets up and uh, eats a Claymore. Yep. And, uh, and he eats the pin. Yep. So Drew wins, but it's, I don't know, man. It's I, not the strongest victory. I just feel like Drew, they're really doing, they're, they're really doing him a disservice. I feel like Drew is the heel version of Braun Strowman mm-hmm. in that he's kind of just there and he should be booked a lot stronger and he should be kind of in a title scene, but yeah. he's, he's too big for the, like the IC or US title scene. Yeah, I know. But even that is something. Yeah, I know. It's I know. better than kind of what he's doing now. Yeah, it's not inspired stuff that they have with no, Drew McIntyre going no, on. No, not at all. 
Uh, after that, we had uh, Corbin and Lashley uh, talking backstage, and then Bob Rude, Robert Rude, sorry, uh, bumps into them, and he runs off. He's like, hey, you didn't see me, or something like that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston interview with Charlie, which was punctuated by Kofi Kingston doing his hip dancing thing. And I think he was legitimately making Seth laugh right there. Yeah, I know. Because he's like, and then I'll still be your WWE. Well, then afterwards he goes to Seth says, let's see those hips. Yeah, he said, come on, Seth, let's see. And I think that was improv. Yeah, I think so. Because Seth literally didn't know what to say. He just say, shakes his head and walks out. And he out. started laughing and walked off. It was off. pretty great. I thought that was great. I, that interaction is terrific. Kofi is a breath of fresh air oh, with hell that yeah, title. Man. He really is. Hell yeah. Uh, after that... Um, Ray, oh, I didn't see this. I saw the Samoa Joe promo. I didn't see the thing. Ray apparently has a separated shoulder. Yeah, they did a replay. They showed some highlights from their uh, their match. And oh, okay. Rolled the finish and kind of did a, a thing where they showed the finish and Joe's shoulders were, one of his shoulders were up and then also mentioned that Ray apparently suffered a uh, separated shoulder during the match. Do we know that's real or fake? Uh, I'd read beforehand that, yeah, he had suffered some sort of oh, injury. Oh, wow, okay. During that match? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, so then we had a Samoa Joe selfie promo. And uh, it's like saying, hey, Ray, Ray, you're an honorable man. You're a a good, loving husband and father. Be a good role model for your kid and give me back my U.S. title when you didn't beat me. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, after that, uh, uh, Robert Rude is uh, in the parking garage and he runs into R Truth, who is getting his car ready to go. And uh, R Truth says, Yeah, come on, get in here. He gets in the trunk of the car. Uh, the, the mob uh, of loser locker room uh, competitors come looking for him. Mm-hmm. And R Truth successfully says, uh, He convinced them that he went the other way. So they all run away. Yeah. Uh, he lets Robert Rude out of the trunk. He's like, Yeah, get in here. He opens the door. There's a ref There's waiting a ref. right there. Our truth uh, <clears throat> sucker punches Robert Rude, rolls oh, him up, well, tosses him his head into the car. Yes, that's what he does. That's what he does. And, and then, then the yeah, ref counts it, gets the pin. He's the and then he gets in the car and he drives away. Yep. Yeah. And then Drake Maverick's been tweeting about it ever since. Yeah, he's hot on the on the trail. Yep. 
This is everybody. Everybody in that loser law. They should be all be tweeting the same. They should all be, you know, d- doing videos Agreed. on their social media, Agreed. giving this uh, title some urgency and themselves some more shine. Totally. Totally. See, is that a beautiful belt or is that not a beautiful belt? It's both. Yeah, right. It's both. So I don't think it's quali- it qualifies. There's charm to it. There is charm to it. Uh, so after that, we had our main event. Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins versus uh, Baron Corbin and Lashley. Of course, the thing that I really liked about this match was the specter hovering, the looming threat of a Brock Lesnar cash-in. Um, I thought that was really cool. That is a horrific-looking title. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, talk about this match. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Kofi comes out first. Seth second. Seth's on the ramp doing his, his thing. Uh, posing the crowd. He gets attacked by Bob Lashley and Baron Corbin. They broke out. Yeah, they did break out. Um, and that's kind of the, the story of the, at least the first part of the match is, is, is and seemingly there was, this was no DQ too because there was mm-hmm. chairs involved. Yeah. I don't remember them mentioning that in advance. Anyways, uh, that uh, the heels would land to the faces. The face would try to mount some measure of offense to come back. But again, the heels would just find a way to, to, uh, to, to beat him up some more. At one point, Baron buries Seth under a pile of office chairs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and then uh, back in the ring, they kind of double-teamed Kofi. They set up for like a, a double a joint superplex. Boy, that'd be kind of a cool idea. Huh. Because you're right. I don't remember them saying this is no DQ, but man, this match was crazy. Uh, no, all d- no third DQ hour. matches, yeah. Third hour, all we'll no book DQ out the window. Yeah, right? Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah. Unless they unless they otherwise dictate, you know, oh, this match is going to be under normal rules. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought that was I thought that was terrific. No, I thought it was really good. Um, and then uh, Seth runs in with a chair and makes the save. Um, Kofi counters and end of day's attempt from Baron. He has trouble in paradise. He picks up the win. As soon as the bell rings, Lashley comes in. He lays out both Kofi and Seth, but they manage to fend him off just as Brock's music hits and he starts walking down the ramp. So Seth is standing there, chair in hand. The ref gives both Kofi and Seth their respective titles. They're holding them. Um, and Brock does a lap around the ringside area, um, teases like he's going to get in the ring, hops on the apron, then gets down. And then uh, this was I kind of like this, that they start kind of backing up the ramp and the camera just gets close enough to him so you can hear Heyman speak to Brock just with the camera audio, not with the mic. Yeah. And uh, Heyman says, oh, we're going to come back next week, next week and we're going to declare who we're going to cash in on. Mm-hmm. I like the looming threat, man. I yeah. like the looming threat. It kept me into it. Um, <clears throat> and I hope because it seems like the obvious choice is he'll just say, oh, well, I want Seth at Super Showdown. I hope they do something different with it. I mean, is there any precedent for him saying, and this would be terrifying, I want both of you all titles on the I don't line. I think there's, that's ever been That's done. never been done before. Been done. Um, but, I mean, given that Paul Heyman, even in this episode, and we all know he's a master negotiator, he is a master politicker backstage, um, given that there was just recently, very recently, a triple threat WrestleMania match where all titles were on the line. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Hopefully it won't be at the show that we're not going to watch. Uh, Iconic Bud Ryan be. says after Kofi came out before Seth's intro, the ring announcer said it was no DQ. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. All everything. That's how it should be. Yeah. Um, so I do. One thing that I really liked about this episode also is that I think it 
So we all have this perception because the WWE pushes the perception that the universal title is top title. Yeah. Um, I really like that Seth and Kofi, and especially Kofi, I think it's the smartest thing in the world. His, that was amazing, whatever that po- picture was. Oh, I know. His, uh, his motivation right now, his ambition is to cement his own legacy mm-hmm. as a fighting champion, as, mm-hmm. you know, as a champion worthy of the WWE Championship. Because they've been pushing that so much, and because of the interaction between them and Seth, and them and Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman saying, well, maybe Brock wants a new challenge. Maybe Brock wants to be WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brings Kofi and that title to the level yep, it does. of the Universal Championship. It does. So I thought that was I thought that was terrific. No, I, I thought I that really was really did. good, too. I had no problem with that. Do you want to do a SmackDown preview, yes, Mr. Let's, Lawson? Let's. Mr. Lawson, would you like have to it do too. a SmackDown preview? The New Day present Biggie's Welcome Back Celebration. That makes me very happy. Yes. Uh, he's back. After spending the past month on the shelf and Twitter following knee surgery, Big E has returned to SmackDown Live, and the New Day could not be happier. In fact, WWE Champion Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are throwing a celebration you won't want to miss. What do they have planned to welcome back their friend? Find out when SmackDown Live kicks off at 8 Eastern on USA. What will SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey say in exclusive interview? Bailey stunned the world at WWE Money in the Bank, first by winning the women's ladder match to earn the contract for a guaranteed championship match, then by cashing in and defeating Charlotte Flair to win the SmackDown women's title mere moments after the queen dethroned Becky Lynch. That was both a sentence and a paragraph. Now that she's at the top of Team Blue, how will Bailey start her reign? We'll find out during an exclusive interview with the new champion. Roman Reigns and Elias clash in a WWE Money in the Bank rematch. Though Elias smashed a guitar over his back before their match on Sunday, Roman Reigns would not let the crooner escape WWE Money in the Bank unpunished. The big dog floored Elias with a Superman punch on the entranceway and followed up with a ring-rattling spear to pick up the victory. However, the score is far from settled between the two uh, as they collide in a WWE Money in the Bank rematch on SmackDown Live. To make matters more complicated, Reigns' WWE Super Showdown opponent Shane McMahon will be in Elias' corner who will walk out of SmackDown Live victorious, Roman Reigns? Next. Ooh, perfect. Who will bring the 24-7 championship to SmackDown Live? WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley came to Raw last night to make a major announcement, unveiling the WWE 24-7 championship, a title that can be won and defended at any time, day or night, as long as a WWE official is present. It was chaos from there. Superstar scrambled to the ring to become the first champion. Titus O'Neil earned the unique distinction after emerging with the title from a frantic scramble for the championship. However, O'Neill didn't make it out of the arena with the title. First, he was defeated by Robert Roode during his celebration. Roode, who spent the rest of Raw on the run from his fellow superstars, was dethroned by SmackDown Live's R-Truth, who hid the glorious one in the trunk of his car to throw the chasing superstars off his scent. A waiting referee in the passenger seat gave Truth the opening to pin Roode and claim the title for himself. Will Truth make it to SmackDown Live as the champion, or will one or more superstars take hold of WWE's newest championship? Will Daniel Bryan's tag team revolution continue? This is a really well-written preview. Yeah, it's pretty good. And there's no credit here for the author. Daniel Bryan's promise to change tag team competition hit a bump in the road during the WWE Money in the Bank kickoff when he and Rowan lost to the Usos in a non-title match. A strangely meditative Bryan was interviewed after the battle, during which he promised to stand up and reevaluate his revolution. Will he show the results of his reflections? Find out on SmackDown Live tonight, 8, 7 Central, USA Network. Ooh. So, yeah, it's pretty decent. That was actually a pretty decent preview. There's a new uh, 
a new uh, review of Fun Wrestling up from the Raw Observer. Uh oh. Apparently, the the bot who writes the WWE previews is uh, learning at an, a oh, an advanced quick, rate, pretty quick rate. Let's answer some questions, Larson. Yes, yes. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> Snake Sosa, three time TV, says, "Do a periscope on the road trip, which could also cover an NXT review." We have like a lot of stuff to do. So I'm not even sure I'm going to watch NXT. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but we, got, we, might. we got count out we're going to shoot today along with overrun and something else real quick like. And then tomorrow we got to do SmackDown recap. We got to do our double or nothing preview slash predictions. And then we got to do Matt Chat. I have to whip up some new prints also and take them to Staples today. Mm. So it's just it's just one of those wonky weeks. We're getting, it's going to lot be a lot of fun stuff coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just going into. But there's got to be there's got to be sacrifices. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll do a road vlog though. Are you going to get? You mentioned earlier you're going to you want to get one. Already ordered. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Already got it. Cool. So yeah, we'll have some stuff. I don't know what it's going to be. I, I I might try to periscope the uh, double or nothing live thing. We'll see. We'll see. We're you know because oh, periscope yeah, yeah. is really it's like a really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't take up a lot of bandwidth. You no. Need it. Uh, let's can see. Can you port here. a periscope to YouTube and can have that be the episode? For the What's that? So can you can you uh, port the uh, periscope to, to YouTube? Well, yeah, YouTube I could report. also try to just do like a YouTube live thing because I mean you can you can yeah. do that. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of quality it would be. Yeah, I don't either. We'll I don't see. either. We'll, see. we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, totally. Like I said, you know, it's going to be some bumps in the road. Because it's it's a different thing, but there's also going to be a lot of fun stuff coming out of it, mm-hmm. stuff you wouldn't mm-hmm. usually see on the channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, and Discord. Oh, here we go, Super Chats. There's a lot of people talking about Wendy's Twitter account. What's Wendy's Twitter account doing? They said they want to win the 24-7 oh, championship, cool. the first restaurant. Um, Wang Choco enjoyed the th- hour three presentation shift. Thoughts? Yeah, I liked it. Make the whole show that way. Jimmy Thomas says, I loved Michael Cole saying, it's like main event out here. I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. When did he say that? Uh, during the, during the scramble, I guess. Wow. Uh, I, we forgot to mention this also. <laughs> Becky Lynch, when she was on the top turnbuckle and Billy Kay, she was going to execute maybe a dropkick. I don't know what it was. But Billy Kay was like sort of stumbling. Becky Lynch, clear as day. Come closer. Come closer, and the camera's like right on oh, Becky Lynch, and the ref starts doing. He starts hurting Billy K over. Funny. Oh, that was great. Uh, name redacted, message retracted. Thank you, Sean Lathrop. With Tom Savini being with Bray and Lloyd Kaufman as FSCW tag champs with Toxic Avenger. What other director should do wrestling? What other director should do the wrestling? Uh, well, is Zack Snyder like pretty jacked? I think Zack Snyder is like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's, he's yeah. Oh, Michael Bay, he's yeah. in, he's in shape probably. I thought he meant who should like direct. No, no, what director should do wrestling? Should be a wrestler. Here's what I would want to see. Like uh, that's great. I mean, I don't know uh, Orson Welles. Um, I think he could now. Well, no, he's dead now. But could you imagine him big hot him versus Haystacks back in the oh, day? Man, that been something else, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Uh. I would I would love for them to bring in like guest directors to oh, direct yeah, totally, some TV. Totally. Have Aronofsky come in. Totally, that'd be neat. That'd be great. Uh, Dylan Haggett, um, is that twenty four seven belt the ugliest in WB history? I don't know. The Cena US title might be worse. Yeah, that might. That's be awful. The worst title. Awful. 
Uh, Brandon Garza, 24-7 made to boost views or house show tickets more. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think they just want more unpredictability and spontaneity. spontaneity. I think, yeah. And I mean, that should just boost interest, mm-hmm. you know? So, yes and yes. Adrian C., Friendo, Double or Nothing pregame, beers before the show somewhere. I don't know if we'll have time to do it before the show. There's not going to have a lot of time, yeah, because we have to get from the convention center. We'll have to get from Caesars, Caesars down to yeah. MGM, which isn't that far. There's a tram that goes down the strip. Um, down to Mandalay Bay, and that's right across the street. I believe Mandalay Bay, right across the street from it. There's just probably going to be a big flock of wrestling people, so I'm not sure. Or we can just walk. Yeah. It's not that far. Yeah. Well, even, I mean, my my point is trying to arrange something and being at a specific time. Here's the thing, too. Yeah, go ahead. You can open carry on strip. Oh, cool. Booze, that is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) clarify. What about guns? What about fire? Hope not. I want nothing to do with that. Um, So... You know, we're, we'll probably leave uh, Starcast Saturday around three ish. Yeah, sure. So we can take our time and walk down to to the MGM, grab a six, grab a beer or two. Yeah, for our trek. Yeah, and if we run across anybody along the way, then sure, we'll. Yeah, yeah, we'll say. I'm hi. not gonna say no to a beer. No, you know, if we're just milling about. Yeah, but we just don't know like the logistics, like where, like what's gonna be most convenient. Trying to peg us down to a time and place. Yeah. In the span, in that span, is going to be kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, if you see us, by all means, you know. Or if you're at, if you're at, if you're at, if you're at a, uh, if you're at, at Caesars for Starcast, we're there all day Saturday before the show. So you want to come say hi? Yeah. Uh, Maybe that, we'll bring a cooler with a six pack inside, and we can just just uh, yeah, drink them down at the table. I don't know if that'd be frowned upon. No idea. Nobody's going to say nothing. Nobody pay, nobody pays that. We're gonna be gone. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut out from the table a couple of times. Yeah, we won't be the only one that has to do that. Zach Linder, do you think this new belt will address issues of the lower card never getting screen time? Yeah, I think that's 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 a good use of it because that's my worry is that uh, um, a lot of the the undercard wrestlers now with more or less the brand split, a hard brand split being out the window. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see the same four stories all the time on both Raw and SmackDown. So at least this is something to get people involved. Jonathan, what are some other possible belt ideas and who should win them first and why? What's another possible belt idea? Um, hmm. Something kind of goofy, something that gets people who aren't involved involved. I would say like a trios title. Who would be your first trios? Lucha House Party. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Or New Day. Uh, that'd be good too. D- Undisputed Era. Um, Minion TM, do you think the WWE will let the 24 7 title fall into disrepair and resort to taping the broken pieces together so it eventually becomes a hardcore title? I don't think I they're going to. Belts just fall apart that easy. No, they don't. I don't think they're, they want to be that on the nose about the hardcore title thing. I think they want to kind of step away from that. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. I think there's definitely going to be, besides even the 24 7, there's going to be hardcore elements to it, though. Mm-hmm. You saw that with our truth winning it, but mm-hmm. you know, a, Putting what's his face into the car. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see here. I'm over on the Patreon. Um, uh, Jeffrey Nguyen says Zach Morris is trash. Again, I'm not familiar with say by the Bell. I have no opinion on that. Uh, Dom L. Who would be the first female 24/7 champion? I saw this on Twitter. I think Ooh. that Carmella oh. should be our truth for it tonight on SmackDown. There you go. There you go. Uh, Jeffrey again. Book wrestlers is saved by the Bell characters. Who would be AC Slater? Well, 
he's brash, arrogant, kind of a foil to Zach Morris, who's really the baby face of the show, even though he's like the Hulk Hogan, he's actually a heel. But and then he became his alley. He's a macho man. He's macho man. He's macho man. Uh, about Zach. Well, Hulk Hogan. All right. You already said he's. What about know. Screech? Who's also who's somebody who's like kind of nerdy, but then ended up being kind of gross. Because he, I think he released like a sex tape. Yeah, sounds right. Brad Maddox. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> Who's kind of nerdy, kind of gross? That's good. That's that's it. That's, yeah, move on now. Okay. You just killed that question. All good right. job. Uh, <laughs> beef mode. Yeah, beef mode. Remember, we thought that was funny. It was kind of funny. It was funny. It was Brad funny. Look, man. Brad Maddox is hilarious. And uh, kind of gross. Yeah. Joe Juarez. Uh, Yano for 24 7 belt. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make it. Yeah, man. Bring comedy wrestling back. Absolutely. Uh, quote the Raven, how long before Nikki Cross becomes 24-7 champion? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Austin Luff says, not used to seeing Brock have that much fun. Yeah, he was into it last night. Uh, who? Uh, Brock was was into it last yeah, night. Yeah, I know. He was. Time. He was. Uh, Toby Whittle, who uh, is the first NXT UK wrestler to win the 24 Do you think that's going to happen? you think that's going to oh, end maybe. up? maybe. In- if they go to the United Kingdom next, yeah, someone will Give me we'll Cassius get Ono. Sid Scala. <laughs> Psycho Sid. Yeah, there Sammy you go. Sid. Uh, Haven Elric, 24-7 belt looks like a golf tournament prize. It does. Oh, yo, somebody in chat said or like it looked like a... Or like if you win a fantasy football league. Yeah. Belt. Somebody in chat said it looked like it was. It had the design of a retirement home. Jay Sean Lawrence, will Drew ever get out of the henchman role? I hope so, man. I, I hope, hope so. so. I hope so. Logan Finsterbush. Do you think creative is booking Lars Sullivan and Braun Strowman too weak? I do, I do feel like, man, I would love to see some monsters go at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Braun, Drew, and, and Lars. Mm-hmm. Just give us like a stare down with those guys, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lake Locke, is Cedric Alexander already, in loser, already a loser locker room guy? I mean, he came out for that uh, 24-7 title. He's only been on Raw once, I recall, uh, prior to that. What a great question. Daniel Rios, power rank the worst places to have to defend the 24-7 title at? A porta potty we're probably going to get that too. Those are nasty. Icky. Those are so super nasty. gross. Uh Norgangi, power rank names better than 24/7 championship. So network title. Network title. I was really hoping they were going to call the network programming title, for that. Yeah. yeah. Quoth Raven is fully now NWO Dutch Mantel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally looks like him. Uh DJ Guttercat is Nikki Cross the new Tajiri to Alexis's Regal. It could be that, or it could be the Mickey James Trish situation. Yeah, it kind of feels more like that. I guess like a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both. Uh, Peen Man, who's the first legend to get twenty four seven title? Fit Finley. Oh wow, boy, that'd be great. Get Adam Pierce a title in there. WWE. You go. That'd be great. Uh, Fear and Loathing in NYC, you're both invited to two parties in the Hamptons, but can only attend one. The first is hosted by Becky and Seth, and the other by Andrade and Charlotte. 
Which do you attend? It's Andrade and Charlotte. I I do enough nerdy things, and I feel like a a, a a party in the Hamptons with Becky and Seth would just be like playing video games. I don't know what I'm getting into with Andrade. I have no idea, but it seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, I think that might be the right answer. There'd be like a lot of people there speaking Spanish, and I'm like trying to figure out what they're saying. That'd be great. It'd depend on my disposition. If oh, I if you just wanted to chill, if I just wanted to chill, yeah, it'd be it'd be Becky and Seth. But you know. If, if if want to get a little crazy, then yeah, Andrade and Charlotte. <laughs> uh, Fear and Loathing says punk rock bowling is in Vegas this weekend. Also, cool. Oh man, I know. I've I had some friends that uh that part that partook in that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on this one. Uh, ranch dressing wrestling, which by the way should be a, a YouTube channel because yeah. that's just a great name. Ranch because it's ranch with a W. Oh, that's great. <laughs> ranch dressing wrestling. The ch- what are the chances a Saudi prince is going to hold the twenty four seven championship? I hope all. I hope yes. I know. Oh man, that would just be perfect in every bad way. Too much. It'd be too much. Alex C says if you go with Andrade, you might meet Roosh. Might meet, yeah, man. Might meet Naito. Yeah, man. All sorts of LIJ people, man. That'd be great. Awesome. Anyways, all right. Moving what do on. we have on board for Overrun today? No idea. No clue. Do not know, but we do have a bonus episode. YouTube channel members. All you got to do is hit that join button. Click the join button. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's $5 a month. You get five. Uh, yeah, there you go. You get five bonus episodes every single week and confirmed uh, we will be posting some raw vlog stuff yes. uh, during our time in Vegas. Uh, of course, also with the $5 Patreon mark, you get that as well. Yes. So, uh, yeah, check that out. We're going to be going live with that in about 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. want to say thanks to everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.